R E A R E A R E A R E A Audio Re-A audio. 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 Re-A What I didn't realize was the vast majority of their employees were considered second chance. What Factory OS is doing in the construction industry is pretty cool, but what they're doing internally is even more impressive. I'm going to let Trevor and Jeannie explain more. Tell us a little bit about what it is that um, that Factory OS does. It's it's kind of unique in what you're doing and in helping the housing market and, and building the homes the way that you do. So tell us about that first, and then I want to learn more about senior management and their vision and how you all kind of got to being so employee driven and directed. So so what do you all do first? Well, we manufacture homes in a controlled environment. All the building is done inside of the factory. So most of the yeah, yeah. they ship out about eighty percent complete. You know, it's at eighty-five. So once it gets to site, it takes days to set instead of weeks to a month to set up an apartment complex, for example. Mm-hmm. And most of what we're sending out of here is affordable housing. You know, the people building this affordable housing are people that would qualify for what they're building. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, we just take a whole lot of Pride in that, and um, about forty percent, I believe, of the people when we first opened up here, about forty percent of our workforce had zero construction experience. Really, and so we're massive on training. Yeah, and now we're helping them build a resume. You know, obviously, we want everyone to stay with us, but we take a lot of pride, a lot of pride in building their skills. Mm-hmm. You know, that could help them throughout their entire life. And, yeah, and giving them a second chance to absolutely rebuild their lives at all. So sure. yeah, we have employees that are homeless. We have employees with all types of backgrounds, and you know, I think that we've helped people uh, mentally. You know, they have they look forward to coming to work, and that's a really good feeling. You know, and they know that they're helping communities out there by building what we're building. And that can't be an easy decision from a management standpoint when you're trying to build a business. Like who sits down and says, "Hey, let's hire homeless people," right? I mean, that's just it. It, it sure. seems I don't want to say counterintuitive, but it, it really is in, in the over, like corporate mindset of of the world that we're in right now. Um, you know, the, there's the competition to get the the highest level of um of uh, abilities and and trustworthiness and i think sometimes there's this stigma about people who are getting second chances about people who are homeless that that they don't necessarily have those skill sets and and they may not you know at, at the outset but you're reaching sure. out to try to uh give these people an opportunity and give people a chance and so many times just giving somebody the chance is all that they are looking for right just give me a chance Where did that where did that mentality come from? Tell me a little bit about the the management there and what is it that drives you to reach out to those types of folks? Well, I think that really goes to Larry Pace. He's our founder. Um, he's always been driven to 
give people second chances. And um, we happen to be in the city of Vallejo, um, which statistically, um, Vallejo is a melting pot of uh, culture and backgrounds. And we happen to be in a pretty poverty city, um, if you were to look at Vallejo. Mm-hmm. They're struggling a lot. And most of our employees are from this area. And um, Larry believed it was a really good fit to help the community and give people a second chance. Um, There's a lot of homelessness in this city. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We have projects down away from here that we've um, we've built, you know, to help the city of Vallejo specifically. Mm So in, in the roles that you're both in, you know, you're, you're in HR and in risk and, and those things. Do you have a lot of interaction with the employees? It, not only when they're hurt, but like throughout the, the course of their uh, training and onboarding and, and daily, daily life? hundred percent. Yes. We're in the HR office. Um, so like Trevor said, we kind of all do everything. So, you know, he does just do, I mean, we all do HR at any point, somebody will come in and if somebody's out or somebody stepped out, we all just jump in and, and help. And I've never we wear many hats. Yeah. We do. <laughs> we're like Swiss army knives. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like everybody is these days, right? Everybody does multiple things. So having, having that interaction with the employees, it's, it's, it's gotta be satisfying knowing that you're doing good things. Can you tell us any stories about some of the people that you've met? What, what's one of your favorite stories about folks that work there that, that you feel like you've really been able to make a difference? Do you have any, anything in the back of your mind for that? There's a lot. I well, mean, there's so many. But to mine, I would say um, one of our employees, John. He's John. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 really intelligent. He's really smart. Um, but you know, financially, he's probably not doing you know the best. But you know, again, we've given second chances to people, and you just see their whole you know um, their whole. Their mental health increases. Yes, you just see their whole their whole personality change. You know, when they come in the office, and you know, sometimes they're shy, and and they almost feel like they're not worthy of even coming into our office or you know interacting with us. And and you know, especially Trevor. Trevor's is the nicest guy. He's really warm. And people come in. Don't tell people that. I know. <laughs> and their secrets out. Sorry. And we you know welcome them in, and you know. Just treat them like they're family. I mean, we are like mm-hmm. a family here. So, mm-hmm. you know, and you just see them really appreciate that. And, and it's really humbling. But the what I think is really important is we have a very trusting culture here. You know, the employees trust us mm-hmm. and they know they can come to us and confide in us. And I'll tell you, a lot of times, I, you know, we go kind of above and beyond what our scope or a typical HR safety scope would be because we actually care and they know it. Yeah. And you know, that's, that helps with retention as well. Right. When it comes to employees, yeah. we have some very dedicated employees and uh, if they're bending over backwards for us, we're going to do the same for them. Yeah. For sure. Well, and that was what I was going to ask. You know, it, it's funny you say HR and a lot of times people run away from HR people, you know, you don't, yeah. you never know what, <laughs> what the HR is going to do. Right. But, um, so what do you do to build that trust, especially in an atmosphere where you have people that that may feel like in a lot of circumstances, 
without even knowing them, they're all, you know, they're, they're automatically not trusted, right? You, you, you're homeless or you, you're, I'm not going to trust you for whatever reason. Uh, it's a stereotype, right? But, but it, it, it's a negative one. How do you build trust in an organization where you're full of people who are used to not being trusted? I, well, I think, you know, just treating people with kindness and dignity goes a long way. You know, when people come in, we never treat them like that. We treat them like they're just yeah. part of us, you know. We don't we're preach all on the same team, not like, you know, we're HR. We're, you know, we're the human resource. We're here for you. So, you know, we don't just hire and fire people, you know. We're here to be a resource for you and help you. If you just need to talk, we have a special little room that we take people into and, you know, let them just um, tell us what's on their mind or how they're feeling. And, um, you know, I just think that goes a long way with people. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's about, I feel about that. being a human being, right? Exactly. Yeah, first and foremost. That's how we earn the trust. You know, they don't feel judged by us. Yeah. Right. I mean, instead of running out of our office, we have people running into our office all the time. Don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a revolver. We need one of those old mall doors and it's constantly yeah. doing that. Yeah. For sure. We're they a safe come, place. Yeah, they come to yeah. us and we have meetings with um, our employees. In fact, every Wednesday we have safety meetings with every single employer, employee and HR takes part of those as well. And um, we're just all about communicating to them, letting know, them know, hey, we're here for you Yeah. with whatever you need, you know. Um, I think communication is key. I think some offices may make the mistake of just huddling in their office and staying there where employees don't even know you. What I can tell you is pretty much every single employee here knows my name and knows her name and we know theirs. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrific. And you had mentioned, and, and one of the reasons why, why we're having this conversation is that you had some success utilizing reemployability's transition to work program. Um, yeah. I know you had mentioned when we first started that, um, you had started with just a couple people in the program. And, and did you say you've had, you've five return to work now? Um, so initially we had two in NFP. And then when I took over, you know, workers comp, um, we bumped it up. It's now five people currently on NFP. And we've returned since then nine. Nine. Since total. January. Okay. That's only since January. Yeah, that's a lot. We had nine returns off NFP. And so they're returning to work, they retaining those skills that they've learned while they were there, right? Because when you can retain yeah. somebody, you don't have to go try to hire somebody new and retrain them and have a greater chance of them getting injured. One of the things that we find and why I love talking to you all, you're like a poster child for what we're trying to get <laughs> people to understand, is that communication aspect, Right. Sure. If an injured worker understands the reason why they're being put into this program is not as a punishment, it's because it's the best thing for them. It's it's a benefit to them. Right. Um, and as you mentioned, communication is key from the employer to the employee. It sounds like you guys retain that communication even when somebody's out on on workers' compensation. Right. You don't just forget about them because they're not coming into the office every day. Right. Uh, I speak to you do too. Our NFP people. Just as if they're here, mm -hmm. just as often. Mm -hmm. And they have our phone numbers, they have yeah. our cell numbers, they have our email addresses. You know, they know how to get in touch with us several, <laughs> yeah. several ways. So. I feel like an on-call nurse. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> we are sometimes. We're, you know, we're, they'll call us after hours. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're open from, well, now seven, but yeah. seven to oh. 11, seven oh. to 1130 oh, right. is our production. Okay. 
So 7 a.m. to 11.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if we're not here, they know we're there for them. So, yeah. Yeah. We're very... Well, especially Trevor, because if there is, God forbid, an accident, they call Trevor at all wow. hours of the night. Yep. <laughs> How many um, employees do you all have? Uh, on our payroll? Uh, yeah. How many on the floor at, at any given time? A couple hundred. A couple hundred. Uh, 300. Um, all right. Union employees and then like 65 non-union employees. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So union and non-union, are you, you offer this program to both? Um, well, we haven't Yeah, had it any. is available. Yeah. We just haven't had any salary people. Yeah. I'm sorry, non-union. Yeah, non-union people. Just coincidence. Yeah. You have, so you have not had, you've only sent union people. Yeah. Yes. So okay. Far. Okay. So the union is, is on board with what it is that you're doing here with, with oh, employability. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's not that we wouldn't send a non-union employee. We just haven't had any that would fit that yet. But believe me, if something happened to me, I'd be... I'd be sticking you an NFP and you'd be... I'd be ready to go work at Goodwill. You'd be petting puppies over at the Humane Society. Yeah, for sure. I'm a puppy petter. <laughs> when you're checking in with these folks while they're in the program, what sort of things are they telling you? Are, are they surprised by it? I would imagine a lot of them don't have a whole lot of volunteer experience in the past. Um, so sure. it's probably something kind of new to them. Um, what do you hear from them when, when you speak with them while they're on an assignment? Well, when they initially find out they're going to be in the program, there's lots of questions. So I, you know, we try and be proactive with that. So when I find out that they're approved for, a, you know, a placement, um, I'll communicate with them and speak to them and let them know exactly how it works um, verbally and, you know, the benefits of an NF- NFP program with them and how they're benefiting the community, too, and helping people in need, you know. Um, and mainly they're retaining their same pay, which I think yeah. is huge. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not getting it. Absolutely. Cut, so yeah. That's probably their first question. Am I going to – how am I going to get paid? How much am I going to get paid? Absolutely. So, yeah, and I don't blame them. Yeah, and once they right. know that they're going to retain their same pay, they're like, oh, okay. I'm on board with that. I'll do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah and they and, retain uh, their benefits as well, just like they're an employee, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And and their sick time and their um, vacation time. And, you know, so if they are sick, they can use their sick time or their vacation time. So. Right, they're still accumulating the benefits, you know. And, uh, yeah, we're yeah I mean, the biggest, the most some of the most positive frequent feedback that I get about the NFP program uh, from the actual employees themselves is they feel like they haven't lost their self-worth. You know, it helps. Again, we're big on mental health here. We have an entire mental health initiative. Um, very, very important to us. And we publicize resources to our employees all the time. Um, but yeah, mentally, I think it's fantastic for them. And that is something that they pretty unanimously are thankful for. Yeah, I bet. Instead of sitting at home, upset, they're hurt, you know. Making less money. Making less money. Yeah. It's depressing, right? Any one of us would could easily be in that position. Yep. You, know? you have a great part you have a great part of your website called The Humans Behind the Housing. I absolutely loved it. I was watching the videos <laughs> earlier today. There's so Thank many you. great stories. Is it was that your was that your idea, Trevor? Did you put that together? That one I cannot take credit for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, there's so many great stories. Um, there's stories of 
uh, people who were stuck in addiction and are now working and, and have self-worth, uh, and, and are, and are sure. doing so well. There was, there's a story of a gentleman who had, um, time in prison and he talks about an organization, uh, called Delaney Street yeah. where, um, it was like a transitional program. Um, there was another lady who, um, whose husband worked there and she began working by sweeping the floors and she said she cleaned the floors and the toilets and now she's putting in electrical, uh, she's doing electrical in these houses. So yeah. I know exactly the people you're talking about. There, it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's really amazing. If, if you, if, if you're listening and you want to check it out, it's factoryos.com uh, and the section of the website is called, um, the humans behind the housing. Can you tell us a little bit more about that Delaney Street organization? What do they do and, and how do they help you with, with the, some, hiring some of the folks that you have? Rehabilitation house. It's a rehab, sure. rehab home. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, um, one of our supervisors here works there when he's not here. Right. So he's mainly, he's like working around the clock because when he's not here, he's there. Um, and he, um, you know, was incarcerated at one time in his life. So, you know, once he kind of got it together, then he decided to to work there and help out. And he's just helped a lot of people, um, you know, rehab through that program. Um, so, um, you know, and what's great is it's sometimes it's it, they pay it forward. Once they, you know, get rehab and they're back on their feet, then they start helping other people. And it kind mm-hmm. of, you know, has a domino effect. So um, it does. Yeah. yeah so I mean, in this awesome, the supervisor that she's speaking about, he started as um, just a factory floor employee and worked, you know, coming out of incarceration, um, starting on, you know, the the base of our production floor and then becoming a supervisor, mm-hmm. you know, he busted his butt and uh, he, again, it's about paying it forward. Mm-hmm. And he's still helping people that went through the same or similar that he did. You know, it's awesome to see that. Yeah. I'm helping them through, you know, substance um, abuse and sub- substance addiction. And so, you know, it's just, I can't even put words to how awesome that is when you see somebody come out the other side and then help other people and then yeah. other people help other people. And so that, that pay it forward mentality. I can see that in some of these videos and, and what, what I loved about it was these people telling their stories. They're very well spoken. Um, it, it, they, and I think that comes from the confidence that they get from what they're doing with, with factory OS, right? So, um, yeah. you can definitely tell that, that they have some people that believe in them and, yeah. and are vested in their best interest and they are paying it forward. And I'm sure that's not, not a prerequisite of being hired there, right? It's just it something not. that happens when, when you're given a chance. Yeah, it's Absolutely. just a beautiful byproduct of what we do. Um, like Trevor said, we, we take a lot of pride in what we do. And once people, you know, see what they've done and, and how it affects other people, you know, it gives them a really a, a sense of pride. So, um, yeah, they have the end result they're looking at. And they're yeah, like, oh, actually see something come to fruition and see how it affects other people's lives, you yeah. know. 
the model you have is is really unique and and just I I didn't expect to 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 learn so much about the employees that you have there when we first agreed to to talk I I kind of imagined it would be more about how the program has helped you all and and we're really glad that that's that that's the case and we're really glad that we're able to work with you with your folks that are injured but but I was just really astonished with the story of the people that you're hiring and and how you're training them and really giving giving them hope and a second chance. And I think that's why our program and your company work together so well, because that's what we're trying to do, too. More information about the company, some of those stories that we talked about. It's a factory OS. What does the OS stand for? Um, oh, on-site. On site, yeah. Oh, well, I guess I should have figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> Factoryos.com. Um, Trevor and Jeannie, thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Um, I, I hope thank you enjoyed you, it. I did. I love learning about companies like you, and uh, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to REA Audio. Now, we need you to help us out. If you know someone whose story should be told, please let us know. Email Todd at reemployability.com. That email address link will be in the show notes as well. We'd love to have you follow REA Audio on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out more content at listen to REA.com. Remember, lead with the good and have a great rest of your week.